Our service doesn't end after we leave the military. The mission changes, but we still find the need to be of service. What's yours? Listen in as we talk to our guests about their military careers and life after the uniform in their second service. This podcast is sponsored by Fortis et Fidelis, a brand dedicated to honoring the brave and faithful. Make sure to check out fortis-fidelis.com and support the podcast by subscribing to the show and leaving us a five-star review on all the podcast platforms. Now, let's get to the show. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Brave and Faithful Podcast. I'm your host, Raiden Denisio, and today I have with me a U.S. Air Force Reserve uh, retired major. She is also the president and founder of TAPS organization. TAPS provides compassionate care to all those grieving the death of a military loved one. Uh, Miss Bonnie Carroll, how are you doing, Bonnie? Hey, Raiden, great. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to be with you tonight. Well, uh, you know, first off, thank you for the, taking the time and, um, you know, sharing a little bit about your story and, and TAPS. You know, before we talk about TAPS, can you share with our audience a little bit about your, your military background? Absolutely. I'd love to. You know, I was inspired to go into the Air National Guard because my mom had served in the Women's Army Air Corps. She was actually a pilot. Okay. And that was always such an important part of her life to be able to serve her country. So... I, uh, I just knew that service had to be part of my life, that I think it's, it's a responsibility of, of every American, everyone who can to serve for as long as they can. And so I had an extraordinary experience in the military. I got to do some amazing things, had uh, a tour for two years as chief of casualty operations down at Randolph Air Force Base in Texas as a reserve officer. Spent a lot of years, about eight years, as a commander of a motor pool in the Air National Guard. Oddly, I uh, was mobilized active to active duty after 9-11 and served in the Pentagon in the Office of War Plans and Mobilization, and then volunteered to spend a year in Baghdad, actually not as an Air Force Reserve officer, but as a Department of the Army civilian, working with the Coalition Provisional Authority. So that kind of spanned... Uh, as many military members have a very diverse career. So, um, Bonnie, I was reading the, the, your bio and, you know, when the organization, when you first founded it, it was 1994. Is that correct? That is correct. And, you know, my husband was killed in an army plane crash along with seven other soldiers. And that was absolutely just a devastating loss. You know, in my civilian job, I'd actually worked with peer-based emotional support programs that took care of people grieving losses and dealing with trauma. So when Tom was killed, I thought, okay, I, I've had the training. I'm a military officer. You know, I've, I've been in tough places. I, I've, I've lost friends. I've even, I had even been myself a casualty officer. And I had this moment of thinking, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to get my family through it, the military unit through it. We're all going to be okay. And wow, Raiden, that fantasy lasted about 30 seconds. Mm. And I just couldn't breathe. It was a very, very different experience when it is personal. 
It was absolutely devastating. You know, I went looking for the kind of support programs that I knew existed for other types of loss in our society, because in America, we have a support group for everything. But I found back then it didn't exist for the military. How could that be that after all the losses we've had in the United States, we had never had a program specifically designed to support the families of our fallen heroes? So TAPS was created, launched now nearly 30 years ago to provide resources, comfort, support, community for all those that are grieving the death of a military loved one. And that's regardless of how, when, or where that death occurs. So it doesn't matter if it's combat loss or suicide, illness or accident. It doesn't matter the relationship that the loved one has to the deceased. You know, they can be the, the spouse, the parent, the child, the brother, the sister, significant other, best friend, battle buddy. If they're grieving the loss of that loved one, TAPS is, is the community where we can honor all those who have served and died and come together to cope and to heal. So thank you for asking that. Well, you know, Bonnie, I want to commend you because, you know, like I mentioned, it started, the organization started in 1994 and uh, you were still serving, correct, in, in the reserve during that time. Um, you know, talk to us a little bit about, you know, starting this uh, nonprofit organization due to, you know, the, the loss that you experienced with your husband while serving and still and trying to find ways for families to better serve them during their those difficult times grieving? Well, you know, Raiden, realizing that there was a need for an organization like this, and actually the fact that I was a military officer and now a military widow, and I had served in my previous careers in some pretty senior positions in government, you know, I thought, wow, if I don't take advantage of that background mm. and the credibility it gave me, you know, to stand this up, when would someone else come along? It, it really made a big difference. I remember early on briefing uh, a room full of casualty officers and they were primarily lieutenants and NCOs. And I was talking to them about TAPS and about grief and about the resources that we can bring to bear. And uh, I had a, a lieutenant raise their hand and said, well, that's very nice. You know, you're a widow and you're grieving a loss and you, you know, you've had this personal experience, but you don't know anything about the military. You don't know what it's like to serve. And I was like, oh, <laughs> excuse me. Let me take out a, a little piece of uh, identification here. So I took out my ID card and put it down. And I said, and I think we'll spend the rest of this briefing uh, referring to me as, as Major Carol. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just do it a little differently. But you know, we who have served in the military do have that moral authority to speak right. to the experiences that we have had, to use them when we're going forward in our lives. You know, we, we've had the right now to, uh, to talk about programs that can be helpful to other veterans, other service members, because we have lived experience and the moral authority to really bring that present. Peer-based emotional support is absolutely the most therapeutic intervention for what is often a normal reaction to a very abnormal event. So that's what you're doing here. So uh, Bonnie, you mentioned programs. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the programs within TAPS and how has that evolved over the years um, since your uh, foundation founded? Yes, you know, TAPS has four core services. 
Number one is that peer-based emotional support, which is a big fancy way just to say a community. It's a tribe of all of us who have had that lived experience, who can come together and normalize what we've gone through to help each other along that journey. We, are, we get folks together in a lot of different ways. It can be at, at some of our weekend, what we call survivor seminars. They're fabulous programs with workshops and sharing groups. We have a companion, what we call good grief camp for the kids. And then we bring in military volunteers and we train them to be a one-on-one -on -one mentor to a child, which is really powerful. It's a connection for the kids back to the military. I think sometimes it's also helpful for those of us who have served to be able to just take off the uniform and talk about grief, learn coping strategies through the eyes of a child. And uh, just, just know that we are needed and appreciated. The other three parts of our organization are casework assistance. You know, that's helping families navigate that incredibly complex bureaucracy, maybe apply for benefits that they may not be aware of, to fix things that, that aren't quite right, to get access to reports, including documents and, and autopsies. Lots of things that we can do for families. Last year, we handled over 6,000 casework situations. Everything from fixing a headstone, providing emergency financial assistance, making sure a child is accessing their education benefits. So lots of good things that we can do there. We have a 24 seven helpline because grief is not nine to five. Right. Grief is the ugly cry at two in the morning. It's Mother's Day or Father's Day. So we are available 24-7 through 800-959-TAPS. And then we also offer community-based care. It's connections to the best support resources in every community in the country. We've got a lot of great partners that help us do that. So uh, it's, it's just a beautiful effort. We dovetail right with the military services and provide what the government really can't. So it, uh, it's been an honor to do this. And thanks for asking. So Bonnie, with, with those four uh, core services that you guys provide, is this all like all uh, volunteers uh, based? You know, TAPS now is a pretty big organization. We have 120 staff and that's primarily survivors who now have advanced training, advanced degrees. So they're part of our, our cadre. And it sounds like a lot of people, but for the amount of support we provide, it's really lean. Mm -hmm. We do have thousands of volunteers and the biggest core of our volunteers are our peer mentors. Those are survivors who are a little further along in their loss, maybe a year and a half, two years or more beyond uh, the death of their loved one. And we train them now to be a comfort to someone who's newly bereaved, to provide that just normalization, that validation. Let folks know you are not alone. You're part of this community. You're part of this family. And we're going to be standing right by you throughout your journey. So again, for our audience, talking to Bonnie Carroll, the president and founder of TAPS, uh, U.S. Air Force Reserve major retired. So uh, Bonnie... Um, 
you, know, you, you mentioned the the services you guys provided. I, I read over the bio over a hundred thousand families that you guys have provided care to. Uh, you know, it's been since 1994, about 28 years since the existence of TAPS. What are what are the different challenges that you guys have faced in the beginning compared to what you guys the challenges that you guys have now? Rain, I'm glad you mentioned the numbers. You know, a lot of people say to us, well, you know, the war is over, so there really isn't a need. But in in 20, let's see, 2020, mm -hmm. TAPS had 7,583 newly bereaved survivors who came to us for care, the most we'd ever had. But in 2021, that number went up. And last year, we had 9,000 246 new survivors who came to us. Yeah. And they are surviving family members who are grieving the loss of a loved one to illness, to suicide, to accidents, to combat loss. So it really, actually the numbers are increasing because we include guard and reserve, whether in a duty status or not, veterans who are recently out of the military, those service members who brought the war home with them and suffered from post-traumatic stress and died by suicide or were exposed to toxins that led to their cancers and ultimately their death. So there actually is an increasing need. And that's, that's something I don't think a lot of people understand or realize. So Bonnie, you mentioned the increasing number of uh, families that you guys served, especially during uh, in 2020. Do you believe the pandemic had something to do with that? Obviously, with, you know, restrictions and just, you know, staying at home. Do you believe the pandemic uh, contributed to some of those stressors or, or things like that? Absolutely. It was an incredibly difficult time right. for, for the world to right. be isolated and uh, not have that community around them. But it's interesting with TAPS, our military families, our survivors are all over the country. So we we had already been doing an awful lot virtually. It wasn't. Oh, it I was wasn't, gonna say you guys also do worldwide as well, right? Not just within the yeah. country. Oh yeah. Well, we have events happening. We do about four hundred events a year. Right. So we have things happening all the time. But we also, in addition to those in-person events, we're constantly running online programs, getting folks together virtually. You know, one thing it did do for us is at our survivor seminars where we have anywhere up to 2,500 survivors who come together over Memorial Day weekend. It's a massive event where we take over five hotels in Crystal City, Virginia and spend four days together. It's just fantastic. But now that we've added that hybrid component and let people come into the workshops on Zoom. Now we have even thousands more from all across the country. And I love it. We've had people say, you know, I probably couldn't have traveled all the way to Washington, DC to go to this program, but now TAPS has come right into my living room and I can be part of everything. I can be in the workshops, ask questions, feel like I'm part of this family and be right here in my home. So that's, that's actually been a little bit of an added, added bonus from the pandemic. So Bonnie, you mentioned some of the, you know, like military mentors, uh, the helpline that you guys have, 
for any of our audience that are listening in who might be interested in maybe volunteering or being part of the, the organization, what are some ways, how can they be involved with TAPS? Oh, you know, we would love to have folks check out our volunteer page, taps.org. And uh, we have what's called Volunteer Central. We have great opportunities for anyone who is a veteran, reservist, guard, active duty, to volunteer to be a military mentor at one of our good grief camps. It's an awesome experience. And Raiden, I hope we're going to see you there soon. Uh, we also have opportunities to volunteer in communities, to do projects to support the families. Our national headquarters is located in Arlington, Virginia, and we have groups coming in all the time to help us supporting families, putting together resource kits and lots of projects for, for our survivors. So we'd love to have everybody volunteer. Bonnie, what would you say would be like the first step they, uh, you know, our audience can take into maybe becoming part of, of TAPS? What would that be? Well, check out the website at TAPS.org. Okay. You know, there is that, that volunteer page. You know, we're a nonprofit organization. We're not a government agency. So everything that we do, all the support that we provide, the 24-7 helpline, everything is made possible by donations from Americans who understand service and sacrifice and who care and who reach out. So we're very, very grateful for the support that we receive, whether it's from our volunteers or whether it's from our donors. This is, a, this is America's honor to the families of the fallen. Want to support an active duty owned brand? Head over to fortis-fidelis.com Again, that's fortis-fidelis.com and help us in honoring the brave and faithful service of our nation's defenders. All proceeds will help us create and provide memorial coins to the families of our fallen service members. Again, that's fortis-fidelis.com and help Fortis at Fidelis in honoring the brave and faithful. So Bonnie, for, you know, mentioned 1994 till now, 28, 20 plus years, um, you know, assuming there's hundreds, maybe even thousands of moments where you've had, where, um, you know, felt the families were you know, given, giving them the, uh, the, the need that they need during that difficult time. Was there anything, any specific moment or experience that you had that was the most rewarding? Oh gosh, every day there is a moment, right? And, mm -hmm. you know, I uh, was with one of our families down at our seminar in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, just two weeks ago, and was talking with one of the families, and she is actually going to be burying her son tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And it was her only child. She doesn't really have much family. So tomorrow morning, I'm going to be going with her and be there as she lays her son to rest at Arlington. And that's the kind of community we've created. It's, it's a family, right. you know, it's a family for all those who maybe don't have many other others around them to support them. It, when we have our survivor seminars and we have hundreds of folks together, wow, it feels like a family reunion by, by the end of the weekend. Everyone is connected and, and just feels so much a part of it. One of the other survivors who was with us in Jacksonville, Samira 
came to us a few years ago and she actually, when she lost her only child, it really was her entire family. She has no other relatives and nobody else. So she has adopted TAPS to be her actual family. She's, you know, we're the ones who are taking care of things when she passes away. She went with us when we did a, a cruise. We had families the opportunity to go, you know, on one of those. And she said that was her family vacation that she'd always dreamed of having. But now she feels she really does have a family. And that's just so, so precious to me that this is what we have created right. to honor our fallen, but also take care of all those who are grieving their loss. Definitely, uh, definitely important work that you guys are doing over there at, at TAPS. Um, you know, with, with Bonnie, with everything that's going on now with um, the past year or two with pandemic, um, Afghanistan and the current events that are going on now, what are, what are you all at TAPS focused on? Well, one of the things is making sure that our families are okay. You know, what happened in Afghanistan really brought up a lot of emotion, not only for veterans and service members, but for the survivors. Right. Was, was their loved one's service in Afghanistan worth it all? Did, did it have meaning and purpose? We immediately did a webinar on this where we had surviving families, we had psychologists, we had leaders of veterans organizations, and we also had the defense attache from the embassy of Afghanistan. And it was so powerful, Braden. I mean, he, he absolutely affirmed to the survivors and the veterans that were attending that they had made a tremendous difference in his country. It, he spoke so beautifully. He was in the embassy, still under the flag of Afghanistan. He, they had not taken it down. Uh, so he was wearing his uniform and he, and he told everybody on the webinar, he said, today, I'm wearing the uniform of a country, of a government, of a military that no longer exists. He said, so today I am wearing the uniform of the people of Afghanistan. And that was just incredibly powerful that uh, he was standing with, with the people who crave freedom and what they had gained over those 20 years. So, it is important to us with that, as soon as things are started happening in Ukraine, we also started providing programs for families who are feeling anxiety, who are watching what's happened. We have a sister organization in Ukraine called TAPS Ukraine. It is established by the families who are grieving the losses of 2014. I've been over there many, many times doing training their families have been here to the United States to our survivor seminars to learn some of the some of the coping tools that we give to our families. So uh, this is this is a very very difficult time right now. Our number one priority is making sure that our families are okay and they have a safe space to talk about any anxiety that they're feeling. They know like no one else that when a bomb explodes when a shot is fired, right. when an aircraft goes down, that there are loved ones that are now grieving new losses. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, just to go back to, uh, you, you mentioned Afghanistan. Um, I was actually, I was listening to a podcast where um, they compared 
you know, the, the scenario of the 20 year war, right? With uh, somebody, it was a podcast, but they compared it to uh, cancer where um, a, a person had was diagnosed with cancer, but went through the treatment and had chemo and over 20 years um, lived longer, uh, prolonged his, his life. Um, whereas it was, it was, we were kind of like the, the treatment as far as like the coalition and the U.S. forces where we kind of kept cancer at bay with the, the, the Taliban and, and the terrorists from taking over. And Afghanistan was that person. Um, so, you know, we, we did make a difference. Um, yes, we didn't want to lead the way we did. Uh, you know, but at, at the end of the day, uh, there's there's people who are surviving and there's people who are um, out there contributing to the world and to society because of the the actions that we did uh, during those 20 years. Yes. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned uh, Ukraine. Uh, is, was that TAPS Ukraine? Um, is there a website that people can go and support uh, what's going on right now or? Absolutely. It's taps.org slash Ukraine. Okay. And that's got information about our programs, a video from our trip in 2019. Uh, we've been working with them since 2015 to stand up an organization to help them honor their fall and agree their losses. And now, now this extraordinary group of women, these war widows are mm -hmm. stepping forward and they're on the front lines in Nipro, they are making 10,000 hot meals a day. They're pulling together humanitarian supplies. They're providing just all sorts of coordination of resources. These are incredibly strong women who are steadfast in their resolve that they will defend their homeland. Bonnie, before we go to the second segment of our podcast here, tell our audience a little bit about uh, in 2015. So you received the presidential medal of freedom can you share with our audience about that that was such an honor you know president obama bore the weight of of the losses that were occurring in iraq and afghanistan it, it just weighed very heavily on him he and i worked closely together he was constantly in touch just showing concern for for the families how were they doing and you know wanting to step forward to be part of the care that we were giving it meant a lot to him that this organization existed that could not only honor the fallen, but provide critical resources to the families. So in 2015, I was selected and that, you know, it was really on behalf of a nation honoring America's fallen, but I received the Presidential Medal of Freedom and uh, that was, um, it was really a, a such such an extraordinary privilege. Well, congratulations, salute to you and 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 the organization for for everything that y'all do for for our families. Um, Bonnie, one thing, one more question before we go to the second segment. What's what's one thing you want our listeners, our viewers, to take away from this episode? Well, just to know that there is a place where the families of America's fallen heroes are cared for, are honored that 
you know, we have now a relationship directly with the military, with the casualty officers, whenever and wherever a service member dies, their loved ones are connected to us for that ongoing support, resources, comfort, and care. But we only exist because people in America understand the sacrifices made for freedom by our men and women in uniform, and they support us in, their, in our mission. Definitely. And make sure you all check out the uh, the website taps taps.org for more information on how you can volunteer or become part of uh, the nonprofit. Um, so Bonnie, going going to the second segment of the podcast here, this is what I call the fast five. These are the same five questions I ask all my guests. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So first question, what's one hobby you enjoy? You know, I was a competitive pistol shooter for many, many years. And prior to that, I actually got my first college degree in equine science, was a professional horsewoman. So, you know, what do you do when you ride horses and shoot guns? I thought I should be a cowgirl. <laughs> I wound up in a whole nother career path in government, but, uh, you know, I, I, I still do enjoy shooting and as much as I can be around horses, love that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, second question, if you had to choose one person to hang out with for one day, who would it be and why? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, I, if, if I could just, if we were talking about people from any point in history, yeah. um, from dead or anybody, I would want one more day with my husband. He was an extraordinary leader. He was a magnificent human being. He was the, the love of my life. He rose very quickly uh, to become the youngest general officer in the army. And that year that he was promoted, um, he was a combat veteran. He was a true soldier, soldier. And I miss him very much. I would give absolutely anything for one moment more with him. I'm sure he's smiling down at you right now for for all the work that you're doing. So thank you. Thank you. Um, next question, Bonnie, recommend a book for our audience to read. Oh, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, Malcolm Gladwell mm. and all of his books. I think it's tremendous insights. I also love uh, Simon Sinek and uh, Leaders Eat Last. I've just finished that. So uh, those books that just give inspiration and insights and help us kind of look at things in a different way. Yeah, Simon Sinek, definitely. I love, love his books. Um, next question, Bonnie. Rick, what's your favorite quote and why? Oh, you know, there's a, uh, a C.S. Lewis quote that we have up on a mural in our, in our headquarters. And it said um, that, well, I'm going to paraphrase it. Um, the moment that I met someone with my same experience and I and said, what you too i thought i was the only one and that just resonates throughout everything taps does mm, through our yeah. veteran community when we connect with another person who is speaking our language who has the same broken heart who has the same wounds the same maybe the same trauma to know you know that what you too i thought i was the only one yeah. that that we suddenly find a connection we suddenly find you know, that we aren't alone in the world. 
Yeah, knowing that you're not alone, that there's somebody out there who've experienced what you've experienced and just all you have to do is, you know, yeah. call, reach out. Absolutely. It's it's incredibly healing. And I know, you know, so many are, are struggling right now with isolation, with trauma, with anxiety, and uh, it, it's hard to reach out. But, yeah. but please, our helpline is 24-7, you know, whether or not it's grief, if you just want someone to talk to, please call 800-959-TAPS just, just for that listening ear to know that you're not alone and we get it and we care. And just, we'll, we'll make sure to put that in the show notes as well, along with the, uh, the website. So, uh, Bonnie, final question here. Where do you see yourself or, you know, TAPS in a year, five years, or even 10 years from now? Well, I, I would love to say that we will have no more loss in the military and uh, that our organization won't grow. So it's a little, it's a kind of a, a little different situation with us. Right. I, I wish, you know, there were no more suicides, there were no more accidents, that there weren't illnesses from young veterans and service members through exposures to toxins. But there are those risks. We don't know what's going to happen now with, with the world situation, with possible future conflicts and where our men and women in uniform will be called upon to be deployed. But we know that when there are losses, we will be there to care for their families. And uh, our, our mission is steady state. It is providing services that are constantly evolving and improving adding components to make them more relevant, finding new ways to connect and making new uh, new relationships. But we've got a really rock solid mission and we're so honored to partner with the military in providing these immediate resources to all those who are impacted by a death in the armed forces. Well, again, Bonnie, you know, I've said it before, but thank you for, for for what you do and for what you uh, TAPS is doing and, and providing the care that our families that are grieving need. And, uh, you know, for, for anybody that's listening out there, um, again, go to the website taps.org. Uh, we'll, we'll put down the, the, the hotline number as well on, on our show notes, uh, reach out. Most important thing I think is, you know, reach out if, if you need some help and, uh, you know, TAPS will be, will be there to assist you. Uh, final thing, Bonnie, where can our audience, where can they follow you and where can they support you? Well, our, our social media is at TAPS.org. So please follow us on Facebook, on Twitter. We also have a great uh, sports program. So you might see us at, um, you know, out at some of the, uh, the Pro Bowl, the NFL games. We're going to be uh, there at the draft. Again, we have wow. surviving families who are going to be announcing a draft pick. We're for the Atlanta Falcons this time around. So <laughs> it's awesome. It's been great. It has really been great. But I hope folks will get engaged, support our families. They deserve no less. Most definitely. Most definitely. And for, for those listening or for those being this, uh, again, head to the website, go follow the social media, taps.org. Uh, Bonnie, thank you again for your time and for uh, the service that you, you're providing. Great, Raiden. It was wonderful to be with you. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. All right. Bye now.
Hey everyone, Raiden here. I just want to thank you for listening to our podcast. And make sure you guys go check out our website, fortis-fidelis.com. Again, that's fortis-fidelis.com. And learn how you can help us support in providing these memorial coins to the families of the fallen. And make sure you guys go follow our social media on Facebook, FRTS, FDLS. Again, that's FRTS, FDLS. And on Instagram and Twitter at FRTS underscore FDLS. Again, that's FRTS underscore FDLS. And make sure you guys go subscribe, review, and leave a comment on our podcast on all the podcast platforms. Till then, take care.